0: Hey, this is TJ Perkins, and you're listening to ROH Cast by ROHWorld.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of ROH Cast. Uh, my name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHWorld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, who's the uh, co owner and editor of the website. Hello, everyone. And making his grand return is the uh, janitor, John. How's it going? Are you? Have you recovered from your serious illness?
0: I have recovered mostly. Uh, still about ninety percent, but I think I'm good to go. That's
1: good. That's good. I actually spotted you on the Ring of Honor show this week as a security guard. <laughs> I might have to post an image in the uh <laughs> in the podcast post or something.
0: Yeah, no, I had to hold Steve Carino back. I was just doing my job. <laughs>
1: Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the latest TV show, as usual. We're also going to wrap up the latest Ring of Honor news from the past week. And then we'll end the show by answering some questions and discussing topics you've sent in. Uh, this week's TV show began with Tommaso Ciampa versus Shilo Jones, I believe that is. Uh, and There's also a promo by uh, Ciampa and Nana uh, before the match. Uh, what did you think of the promo before the match, Ed? I
2: thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, th- I think Nana's always pretty... Pretty decent with the promos. I don't know why they haven't given him more sort of time on the TV show to cut promos, especially to get Champa over. Because I'm not sure that he's the best sort of guy to be, you know, best promo guy, which is why I suppose they put him with Nana because he's, you know, a very good talker and mm. very underrated, I think, for what he does. But um, yeah, I, I liked it, and uh, I'm glad they gave him some time.
0: Yeah, I liked uh, Champa's promo because he kind of just called out. Uh, Richards and Edwards for having to have teams to train with, and he just really needs himself to train with, and he and he's enough to push himself to mm. be the best that he can be. And I just like that he's kind of just like the uh, opposite of like what the main event scene is now. And I just thought it worked really well.
1: I mean, as soon as it finished, I was like. Oh, Champa should have be, should be on TV more because I really enjoyed it, and it's just a shame that I don't know if they haven't got time or they've just got nothing for him. But he's not made that many appearances or really had much time to speak and build the character.
0: Yeah, they no, seem just so on the tag team division, then building up people like Champa, which is a shame because I think Champa does deserve more TV time. But mm. with only an hour a week. There's only so much they can do with what they have.
1: Mm, I'd definitely have to see him get some sort of feud or storyline going, but, I mean, there's no more shows until Final Battle now, so whatever match he's going to be in, it's just going to be something thrown together randomly, unless he faces Delirious, but I doubt that'll happen.
2: Yeah, that's the problem with the TV show, especially with someone like Champa. I mean, they're really building the undefeated street, which we've discussed before probably will, will only end on iPay-Per-View or, you know, a house show. So, I mean, unless he's in there with jobbers, really, I mean what else can he do at the moment? I think mm-hmm. they should definitely give him a nana, just like, even if he's not resting, just a, a bit of promo time, just to sort of, um, you know, get him over. But yeah, I, like, I suppose uh, the problem with him is that they're, they're more or less just having the whole show geared towards final battle. And especially with Champa not having a match yet, mm. I suppose it's hard to sort of build him up and yeah. sort of hype, hype him being at final battle when he hasn't got an opponent yet. And they've, all, they've already got the whole, um, sort of open challenge with Roddy, haven't they? So they can't do that for two guys. So Yeah, that's true. I suppose he's just sort of, he's sort of stuck in a bad situation really where he's, I don't know, he's, you know, he's he's sort of in in the middle there and he's not really got much to do, unfortunately.
1: I mean, we can hope with the, you know, the next set of tapings after final battle, perhaps we'll start bringing him to the forefront a bit more, giving him his own sort of feud le- leading into the next eye pay-per-view perhaps.
2: Yeah, I suppose it all depends on what happens at final battle and
1: who he, who he faces, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Champa, of course, got the win with the uh, project. Champa. Um, it was I quite enjoyed the match. You know, it was a match designed once again to put Champa over. But as we have said many times before, it wasn't just a typical you know thirty second squash match. Um, Jones did get some offense in, but it still made uh, Champa look really strong overall. Um, anything you'd like to share on this match at all?
2: I uh, quite like the the way they're building up Champa to be some sort of like ruthless. He like Ruthless Man with just sort of like no regard for anybody. He just mm. I mean he, he he looks he looks like a psychopath, doesn't he? I think he does anyway. Like, yeah, I know. His whole me? he just yeah, he looks like yeah, like a psychopath really. And towards <laughs> the end of the match he he did his like the running knee attack he does into the corner. Yeah, I mean, he, he did do. he did that he five did. times. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did it like five times on this guy and I actually thought the referee was going to stop the match there. Like, I think that would have been quite cool if he did just kept hitting them until the ref sort of jumped in because, I mean, that would have really sort of got over his character a bit more as well. But
1: Yeah, he didn't care about the winning. He just wanted to hurt the guy.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I, I really like his finish as well. I think he's probably one of my favorite finishes in wrestling today. So mm. I was,
0: and he hit I'm it always... perfectly because sometimes he kind of hits it sloppily, but this time like, it was perfect. It was so devastating. Hmm.
1: Um, after no. the match, oh, go on, sorry.
0: Oh no, I, I was not going to say anything really.
1: <laughs> okay, um, after the match, we had a quick promo <laughs> by the Briscoes about Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team and uh, their attempted chair attack the week prior, where they chased them off into the darkness. Um the Briscoes basically said that, you know, they're in the Wrestling Greatest Tag Team head and they're gonna win the belts. It was just the same sort of promo that they've been doing, you know, weekly almost up until the um final battle match. But I enjoyed it, you know, the Briscoe's promo is always good and quite funny, so um it's much better than seeing a wrestling Greatest tag team promo anyway. <laughs> I think
2: the Briscoes are just they're just brilliant on the mic. I mean, a lot mm. of the time they don't really make sense. They're the sort of team that you don't have to give the script to, you just say to them go out there and just do what the hell you want because yeah. they're, they're just so funny. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the 10 questions they did. Um, I haven't seen that. Bring the YouTube oh, and I've, put it on I've, their YouTube and I've it was just it like it, ten times, yeah. it was so funny. I mean, <laughs>
1: th- yeah, they're, they're both just
2: two of the funniest guys. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the uh, wrestling podcast they did as well with Cabana. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was, heard
1: that. That was fantastic. I, was, yeah. I
2: think I was laughing for like an, an hour straight and listening to that. It was just, it was so good and I like the way they're... Ca- <clears throat> Their characters are coming over as well, and mm. I think if anything, they I think they get a better reaction from the fans than Wrestling Greatest Tag Team do. And yeah, I know I know somebody on a for on um, a forum mentioned that maybe they should try and do some sort of like double turn. But I mean, the thing with the Briscoes is they're just everyone just loves them, so I suppose yeah,
0: it's, yeah, they're going to get cheered regardless of what they do. I mean, their, yeah, their, their
1: characters do work better as heels, but I think they're still going to get cheered really. Yeah, I I think Ring of Honor's less...
2: I mean, if that was WWE, I mean, they more or less force people to boo heels, and it's very, like, black and white. But I think in Ring of Honor, I think they just sort of respect the fans. They'll make their own minds up. And I think, you know, the Briscoes are technically heels, but as you said, they'll get cheered regardless. And I think they needed to to turn. You know, they turned when... It was the double turn they did with ANX, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Manhattan Mayhem. yeah. I think they needed just something to freshen up their characters. So I think mm. they've got a little bit stale after the the stuff they did with um, Kings of Wrestling. So I'm glad that they they turned. And I think since then, I think they've been you know absolutely brilliant since then. And uh, yeah,
0: really, really enjoyed it.
1: Could you see um, Wrestling's as Great Tag as Team get a negative reaction at Final Battle?
0: Oh yeah, I can. Yeah. I'm not sure if <laughs>
1: they'll get negative, but I
2: think it I, will just only... it will seem so. It will seem like they've had a really bad reaction because the Briscoes all. I mean, the Briscoes don't normally get that great a reaction in New York, but I think they'll still get a much better reaction than the uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team.
1: I mean, you look on our forum, I think, on the um, Final Battle thread, I don't think one person wants Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team to keep the belts, which is not a good sign, really, when, the, you know, especially this huge major team, sort of maybe the top face team, almost. And they're not really popular at all with a lot of the fans.
2: I think even if they were popular, as we mentioned, the Briscoes are just so popular and so over, and they've done... Their mm. work has been so good of, of of late that I think I think that you know they're the best team in Ring Run at the moment. So, you know, why why shouldn't they be, you know, take team champion?
1: Hmm. Uh, after the uh, Briscoes promo, All Not Express also did one. Um, they're basically saying, Don't overlook us, basically, and it said I think Kenny King said, Is more more than when people overlook overlook you, punch them in the mouth or something like that, I think was the quote. <laughs> um, they've got it's proof- almost as bad as don't eat a Hungry Man's Plate. Yeah, that was terrible last week. But uh, <laughs> uh, they, they've got a proving ground match next week against Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, I'm sure that'll be a great match. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, it was good that they're giving All Express a little bit of time, just to you know try and keep them still at the forefront of people's minds and people don't forget about them. But I still think they were sort of pushed to the side, like wrong for no reason really after Ladder War mm. Three. And, and yeah,
0: the thing been is, kind I mean, of irrelevant very... on the TV show. Uh, they've just been, like you said, pushed to the side just to focus on the Briscoes and wrestling's greatest tag team. And it was, it's a shame because they were really getting pushed and built up during the summer and the spring leading mm. up to the uh, to the TV tapings. And then it just never came to fruition where they were going to be pushed as the next big team.
2: And just one quick thing I wanted to note. I mean, I don't know if we're discussing or we're allowed to discuss sports at the moment, but I suppose if you don't want to hear any spoilers about the TV tapings, and then sort of skip a couple of minutes. But they, they mentioned that the match is going to be a proving ground match and they actually end up beating Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. So oh, did do they, they, do uh, they? Yeah. That, technically, I suppose... Maybe I should
0: have skipped a few minutes of the podcast. I didn't know that either. No, I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> no,
1: I, I thought I read the spoilers, but I don't remember
2: yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure the Did they... I think Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team sort of interfered. Yeah, I'm reading... Yeah, oh, yeah, football. the Orton Express do win, so
1: they have. Yeah, I, a mean, so they I mean, it wasn't announced.
2: I mean, he wasn't announced at the show. I don't think it was actually a proving grand match, so it wasn't really picked up on. But if if they've got another shot, and then you've got the team who wins at final battle going to get a shot as well, it's going to get very very busy. And that would sort of suggest that Night Express aren't going to aren't going to win that match because why would they have you know two total shots?
0: Mm,
2: yeah, that's true. That does make sense. Yeah. That was just something else thrown out there yeah um just the...
1: won it for both of you <laughs> <laughs> no i had i had read results i just you know because it was announced as proven ground it just yeah nobody announced
2: oh. it when they mentioned it i thought hmm, i'm sure they won and when i looked back at the results i i noticed that it wasn't noted down that it was a proven ground match so i think it's just sort of something that they've just thrown in to make it i suppose make it seem more more important
1: hmm um, after the Honor Express promo, we got to probably my highlight of the, uh, of the night. It was the Kevin Steen segment. Um, in the ring was uh, Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGuinness, Steve Carino, Jimmy Jacobs and Jim Cornette, who invited uh, Kevin Steen and his marvellous lawyers to the ring. Um, there was no close-ups of the lawyer's faces, unfortunately. I know, I was um, I don't think the cameras in the arena allow such close-ups of the um, <laughs> expressions. But um, it was a really good segment. I enjoyed it. You know, Cornette said a lot of things about Steen. Steen responded. Um, they then announced the match for Final Battle, which, um, if you didn't already know, which would be surprised, surprise, um, is Steve Carino versus Kevin Steen with Jimmy Jacobs as the referee. And uh, Jim Cornette will be at ringside. Um one note about this segment, I don't know if it was just me, but they, it seems like they were trying to bleep certain words.
0: Then you could still hear them.
1: But you could still hear all the words fine. It's like the bleeps were sort of mistimed or they weren't cutting the audio out or something, but I don't know if that was on purpose or, like, just a little slip-up with the editing, but... The only thing I can think of, maybe it's different when they like they put it online because I
2: suppose for the TV product, they sort of have to bleep out words. So maybe, it's I suppose on the website, it's more lenient, but... You'd mm. guess that they just sort of take it straight from Does the he, TV production. Yeah, the same to, upload. Yeah. So maybe I don't. I mean, if anybody out there has it on their local TV station and they saw it, and I mean during that segment, did they bleep out the uh, the swear words? Or because as you say, it was sort of a bleep just
1: before the word, so it bleeped and then they said the word, which it yeah. didn't really really strange <laughs> it didn't make
0: sense.
1: Yeah. But um, apart from the strange bleeping, what did you guys think of this segment? You know. It's, great steam segment once again
0: yeah steam is amazing that's really all you can say like he is probably the best thing going in independent wrestling like all together like mm. during upon like any independent company like he is the like the mvp of, of the you know of independent wrestling for 2011 he's such, definitely he's so good at what he does it's he plays his character perfectly he just comes across as a complete you know psychopath and it just works perfectly, and I think that they built the match up, you know, really well for for final battle in this segment. And I just, <clears throat> excuse me. And I just think it was did a really good job of doing so. And I always like seeing uh, seeing uh, Jim Cornette go crazy on people. And he
1: just, <laughs> that was brilliant, White.
0: And say. he did it once again. It's probably one of my favorite things to, to watch in wrestling is him just lose his mind, and and it just went. I just love the segment. Mm.
2: I think it shows you how good Steen is. I mean, I suppose if you were doing like MVP of the Year for Ring of Honor, I think he'd have to be up there. And he hasn't even wrestled a match in 2011.
1: No, he's <laughs> so, appeared probably a total of what 30
2: minutes for the entire year, perhaps. Yeah, about, he's been in about three or four shows, and just his like his impact has just been so, uh, so good that he'd he'd probably be up there with you know Ring of Honor the rest of the year, and he's not even wrestled. So yeah, that's um, crazy. But yeah, I mean, I love this. You know, I love the segment and what John said. Really, I love it when him and Cornet sort of. I think they bounce off each other quite well. Yeah, both, it's a
1: really good match. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're both really, really good on the mic, and even even Carino's good on the mic as well. So I think they've added a lot of sort of intriguing things. I mean, with the Jacobs as referee, I think that's quite interesting because I think everybody's expecting him to turn, but I'm, too obvious, know, isn't it? That's it seems thing. too obvious. But then, w- would Steen just go it alone, or would you know someone else sort of come and help him, or would People are saying Carino might turn, but I don't but think that'll
1: that, Yeah, because that either true. that'd be a finger poke of doom, which would be awful. Or yeah, someone, the, the... someone at the forum actually suggested a finger poke of doom. Or... I'm not sure it would go down too well. Because the either they'd do that, or they'd wrestle for 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden you decide to lie down for him. So it, it can't be Carino. Happen. It would make yeah. no sense. But even Jacobs wouldn't really make much sense, because, I mean, yeah. he,
2: he, you know, Best in the World, he, he didn't really you know spare him at all did he (laughs) he took both him and just karina out so it would seem a bit strange for that to happen but i'm not sure something's
1: going to happen it won't just be your standard clean match i don't think no
2: no, 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 i think something will happen whether it's the
1: lawyers or cornet or something i don't know we'll have to yeah a cornet would be that would be very interesting i'm not sure how they'd do that but... but i'm really excited looking forward to final battle that's probably my main event personally Nothing against, you know, David Richards and Eddie Edwards, but I'm really looking forward to the Steen match more than anything. I I think that's the most intriguing match by far, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the main event will be great, but you know, we've seen it twice already this year, and just there's so much momentum and build going into this Steen stuff, I just can't wait to see what happens or where it goes next. Uh, We then got to this week's Inside ROH segment, which began with uh, Kevin Kelly announcing the TV title match for Final Battle. Um, Jay Lethal will defend in a is it a elimination match three way? Yeah. Believe, against uh, El Generico and Mike Bennett, and by orders of um, Mike Bennett, Sinclair will not be the referee. Todd Sinclair, that is. Um, I'm not they sure. Didn't, they
2: didn't know if Brutal Bob was going to be referee.
1: No, I mean. I take it he's not. Kevin Kelly said that there's no chance of that ever <laughs> happening, but you know he's not sort of any general manager or anything in Ring of Honor, so he might have been over- overruled on that. Um, we then went to um, a promo by Dan Seven and Eddie Edwards in their um, training camp. Um, Dan Seven talked about his rivalry with um, Ken Shamrock and how it never they never had like a third match to see who was the better man, and that, that's exactly what Eddie and Davey are gonna do. Um, what, what did you think? You know, this more insight into Dan Seven and um, Edwards training.
2: I, I preferred it to what they what they said last week. I
1: mm-hmm.
2: think I think it's making more sense. I mean, I, I know we sort of were quite critical of the whole Dan Seven thing, but <laughs> just, just a little bit for the past like three weeks. <laughs> but I think that yeah, what what the way they came across this week, I think you know they gave more insight and you know Seven was st- obviously he was talking about the Shamrock thing and how he knows that uh, you know how it feels not to know who the better man is sort of. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think it makes kind of you know it makes more sense from that point of view now that they've they've talked more in depth about it. But uh, I'm I'm still not. 100, you know, sure of where it's going to go and same here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I definitely was a step forward for that that angle, and uh, yeah. I, th- I think it was they they did well to sort of explain it
1: more and uh, make it you know make more sense really. I'm just waiting for final battle, you know, for them to prove us wrong and prove that the angle you know wasn't pointless and it did serve a good point. But we're just gonna have to wait and see, really, aren't we? Mm.
0: Yeah, well, that the segment you know really did help it out a lot, but I'm still just wish they had done more to build up to why it was a big deal for him to go to Severn in the first place. That was, was kind of not ruining, but making this whole angle suffer for me mm. is that Davey never once that. I remember ever mentioned wanting to train with on TV or at, at, you know, live events. And if he were just mentioned that once or twice to the crowd, just that in passing, like, you know, just enough to get the idea out there that he wanted to. And mm. then when, Eddie actually went and did it. It actually seemed like a big deal, but instead you're just like, why is he whining? Of course he's gonna to go to somebody who he thinks is gonna help him out the yeah. most. Mm. Just, but I just thought, you know, hearing Eddie and uh, Severn explain why, like Eddie went there, really did and improve it a lot.
1: Mm. The, the way they announced it all, and Davey tweet, you know, tweeted, it was yeah. just a bit. It was just a bit random, wasn't it? Yeah, randomly announced on the website as well.
2: Yeah, and like Ring were like we're not 100 percent sure if this is correct or not, and it just it does sound a bit ridiculous the way the way it started. I think that's why we were quite critical of it, just because at the start, yeah. it, it just seems so rushed and like they didn't really think it through. But mm. yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're definitely making you know more sense of it, and they're yeah, it, it's making more sense now, which is I guess what what the whole point of the sort of segment, you know, the interviews are for. So uh, it's going in the right direction at least.
1: Um, we then had a sort of response promo by Davey. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't actually pay attention to this promo, unfortunately. <laughs> um, can either of you remember what was said by Davey? <laughs> uh, I think he said some of the long
2: lines of that. Like, he used to know who Eddie was, but he's he's not sure like, so who I've he changed. is anymore. He oh, changed personally? Yeah, he's, a he's like a changed man now. Yeah, he's, he's like,
0: training he with... he's trained for like, back in June, but now since he's a different person, he doesn't know who he's training for now, like He doesn't know what he's training against now with Eddie. But
2: the the only thing I don't really get with that is that Davey's always about, you know, I want to fight the best and I want competition, and he's sort of moaning that he's having to sort of gear up for a new opponent, (laughs) and that it it just doesn't really make sense to me that he's sort of he's sort of coming across as you know he wants to be a fighting champion, he wants to you know fight the best and fight new challenges and stuff, and when somebody tries to get better and tries to give him a better challenge he's really like whiny about it i just don't really get that <laughs> to be honest but
0: mm, that's a and i believe point. i believe
2: he said something like people have been telling him that eddie's got a dark side or something and he's not he doesn't believe them and he just hopes he's proved right so maybe that's sort of something to suggest maybe some sort of heel turn maybe i, th-
1: I mean i thought he'd already turned heel was that am i wrong there I just... eddie yeah it just felt like the promos he was doing with seven and the way they've been going on about it as if he's already turned heel sort of
0: that I don't was think the impression so. I was I
1: getting, think... unless it's just like a really strong hint. That was, all
0: perhaps I think it's just a strong hint. I don't think he's turned yet, especially with him, like you know, wrestling on the with the generico and wrestling greatest tag team this that's past true. weekend.
1: Yeah, that's true. I right.
2: mean, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any sort of official like banner or something they get when they turn heel or they wear different, <laughs> you know, wear something different to the ring to sort of signify <laughs> like, they're heel. Or,
1: but He's got more of an attitude, but is what I'm trying to yeah,
2: say. Yeah, I think he definitely has, yeah. and I suppose that's what you know. They're showing the sort of influence that Seven's having on him, and I suppose that you know makes more sense that way. And
1: I mean, he didn't win that battle royal, did he? So that's definitely showing the influence of Seven there. <laughs> he did. He
2: was the last man in the uh, eight-man elimination. Tag oh, that... he
1: lasted longer than Seven in the rumble. Then that's that's okay. Yeah, it lasted more than ten times
2: the amount that
1: <laughs> Seven lasted. Um after Davies promo we went to, once again to Camp Strong in uh, Tampa, Florida, I believe. Um Roderick Strong hanging out with those um, strange models or whoever they are with their <laughs> really cheesy expressions. Um once again, you know, it was a it was a good promo by Strong, but I just think the whole little setup is a bit cheesy and like oh he, he, talking about his like what was it, his cardio workout last night and
2: <laughs> it was
1: just a bit Cheesy, but there was one line I I liked where he said something about the main event that if one of them doesn't die, he's gonna <laughs> go down there kick them both in the nuts and then demand a refund. I thought that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, to me, Roderick Strong's become more of a comedy character. That like each week, every time he goes out there, and it's not that's not a bad thing, mm. but uh, he's just becoming more entertaining to me. And it's like a good like the whole main event scene so far has been serious, serious, serious with you know, Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards yeah. are always training hard, training hard. And then have this, you know, going against somebody who just doesn't really look like he cares at all. Yeah, I really like that. It's funny to me. And just just that he's wanting somebody to die, or if that doesn't happen, he's <laughs> going to go there and kick him in the nuts. Like, if that doesn't happen, I'm demanding a refund.
2: <laughs> yeah, as John said, I mean, I like the way he's he's sort of like a... Cocky comedy heel, really, isn't he? And mm. I think I, mean, I, I know we've said it before, but I think he's definitely the most improved from the start of the TV sort of show, especially, yeah, yeah definitely character wise. I think he's, I mean, I think he's always been a bit bland. I think even when he, I think his world title run was you know really good. And I, I like the way they, they paired him up with Truth Martini because I think he needed sort of a mouthpiece, but I think definitely now he's sort of come out of his shell a bit. And well, I don't know who sort of suggested this, you know, the new sort of cocky. Uh, character but i think they deserve props because i think he's definitely uh you know his character's really getting over without him actually featuring too much like match Yeah, wide. that's true. So i think they've definitely good, done a good job with that and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who he faces.
1: Um we then got to the main event of this week which was the Young Bucks versus Future Shock. Um there was also a promo by the uh, Young Bucks at the start of the match. Um, which to me came across as just sort of a TNA bashing promo almost. <laughs> um, they, what was it said about Booker T? Um, that the, they don't show respect or something. And they said that the old timers like told them to go and have a good opening match and that they're old enough to be in there, to be their dads and things. And it, I, I really, I, I thought it was a good promo. What, what did you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was great as well. I don't know if that's just because we don't like we TNA. <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought it was, was. quite a good anyway. I like the way they're sort of, again, you know, they're, even even them, they're sort of not comedy, but uh, you know they're they're cocky, sort of virgin on, sort of funny cocky, and uh, <laughs> I, I really like what they've done with with the young bucks. I think they, the tag division definitely needed sort of you know a, a, a really strong heel team, and I think that's uh, that you know, they're being built quite well. So um, I think given given more time to do promos, so I think it was you know really impressive.
1: John, any uh, thoughts on that?
0: yeah, the young bucks have always kind of had that cocky edge to them even during their first run, but they didn't really uh do more than you know saying that you know how good they are, but now they're actually showing that they think they're better than everybody like above everyone else, and yeah. that you know they they deserve to be in the main event spot you know just just by walking back into the company, and I just think that the characters suit them really well right now.
1: So um, I thought this main event was was really good, as you'd probably expect from these two teams. And um, the young Books got the win with the uh, more bang for your buck, um, sort of combination finishing move. Um, any sort of comments or anything you'd like to share on this main event, guys?
0: I was loving the match. I you know it was going really good, exactly what I expect from the two teams. Mm. Uh, that Adam Cole uh, on the floor, the uh, what was it like a German suplex type move?
1: Oh yeah, mm.
0: like right into the. Oh, that made me like made me cringe so hard, like while watching that, but. The ending of the match to me fell so flat. It just seemed to they were going good, going good, going good. And then it just ended out of really nowhere. Like at, or I mean, Kyle O'Reilly had one of the bucks in the uh guillotine for what seemed like five minutes and you know, just would not let go and they couldn't, you know, get him to break it. And then once it gets broken, he gets hit with more bangs on your butt, like nothing even happened, like it just came out of nowhere. It was a weird ending. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. But before that, it was going good. And that ending, I didn't care for at all.
2: Yeah, similar to John, I thought the ending could have been better. I mean, he was—he had um, was it Matt? I think he had uh, Matt Jackson in the gu- guillotine choke for about must have been about a minute. I mean, surely if if it was that good a gu- guillotine choke, he would have made him tap out in less than a minute. I mean, if yeah. it should have been a decent one. He did tapped out almost immediately wouldn't he but mm. i think he just cheapened the move i think it cheapened sort of sort of him a bit uh, and yeah like john said it's sort of i think the thing was they did they did so much they tried to fit so much into such a short amount of time that they they didn't really have much else to do i think they just did all their all their stuff both teams did all their spots and then they didn't really have anything to do so they just sort of did the finish and. Uh, yeah I suppose that's something that could have really been improved but I think overall the match was was brilliant I think both teams um really complemented each other well they both got you know really good double team uh, maneuvers in and I was yeah you know, I was a big fan of it and a uh, big fan of both of these teams and I, I'm quite happy to see the young bucks get the win um I mean I, I was kind of expecting them to win anyway so uh was glad to see them win and Uh, I suppose the the ending with their, you know, refusing to shake hands, I suppose it always sort of
1: lends to a a rematch at some stage as well. Mm, That's true. Well, both men are in the uh, sort of match for the number of containership for the tag titles, which we'll uh, get onto in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Well, that wraps up the uh, review of the latest uh, TV show. We'll be sure to review next week's on the next week's podcast as well. Um, We're now going to talk about the latest Ring Runner news from the past week. Um, the first bit is the results from the uh, uh, carolina shows over the weekend and the southern defiance and northern aggression um i'll just do a quick run through of all the results and if there's anything you want to sort of stop and talk about just interrupt me and uh, we'll talk about it uh, mike bennett defeated adam cole the bravados defeated los ben something <laughs> <laughs> any help there guys um los ben dejos was it something I was scared to say it because I didn't want to just make it. I, actually, I couldn't get much worse than the first bit. So anyway, uh, Jay Lethal defeated T.J. Perkins in what I believe was a proving ground match. So um, no TV yeah. title shot for T.J.P. Um, the Young Bucks defeated the Orna Express. Any comments on that, Stephen? Um, um, I must admit, I was kind of shocked
2: when I saw that. And uh, I mean, I suppose that I mean they seem to be really, really pushing the Young Bucks now, don't they? I mean. A N X have just sort of just fallen flat, really, since the ladder war three. I mean, like I said earlier, it it seems that they've got a title shot now, another one mm. after um, with, you know, beating
1: uh, Russia's Great Tag Team. So uh, it seems I, strange because it keeps seems to be flipping flipping back and forth. Like one minute they you know really hot yeah. a Great Tag Team, like they beat the Wolves, Um was it Gloria Garner? Yeah,
2: they can't decide. They can't really seem then, to decide who they want as the next team to sort of. Yeah. I mean it was A and X and then it was the Briscoe's and then it was back to A and X and now it seems to be the Young Bucks. It's just sort of I mean I I think by doing it they're not not you know, none of the teams are sort of getting any momentum. They're getting momentum then they're losing it straight away. And mm.
0: yeah, no teams yeah. really rising to the top, but they're all just staying stagnant in the same yeah, way. That, the they need they they need to pick like their one team that are wanting to push as the next contenders. Yeah, and, and just go with it. With, yeah, whether, you know, it works out or not, they just need to commit to something. And I think that that's really hurt the tag division as a whole.
2: I mean, I, I'd expect Young Books to to win the four no, that four way, the five way um, Gauntlet match to you know for a title shot. I'd have fully expect yeah. them to win that. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the only thing I hope they don't do there with AnX is I hope they don't just keep giving them title matches after title matches because if they just keep losing them, it's going to be very very hard to give them the titles in the end because yeah. every time they get a shot, everyone's going to expect them to lose, and when they finally do win. Are people too late? Are, too people late. aren't going to buy into it, and they're not really going to buy them as credible champions. So, yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not sure what they're going to do with ANX. and I mean, I think I don't know if I'd pick it now because the, the way they've been handled recently. But I think a few months ago, I definitely would have said them to be, especially after Death Before the Sun and Nine. I think you, you know, if you t- went after winning Ladder War Three, I'd have definitely said they should be next champions. But I mean, it, it, I don't. I don't think they will. And mm. I've just got a, a really. Bad feeling that they're going to try and break them up. I don't know why. I, I've just Ooh,
1: got. I hope not.
2: <laughs> no, I, I hope not as well. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of breaking up tag teams, especially ones that haven't, you know, fulfilled the potential. Like the, you know, I.N.X. Like that haven't won the titles yet. So, but I've, I don't know why. I've, I've just got a sneaky feeling that they're, they're going to break them up. And
1: well, if it does happen, you heard it here first. On yeah just happen,
2: then. Yeah, and if it doesn't, then I'm just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, The Briscoes defeated Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander, or um, Shaniqua and uh, Coleman, or whatever as they like to call them. (laughs) Um, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team defeated Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin in um, another Proving Ground match, I believe, so um, no tag title shot for the House of Truth there. And in the main event, for the uh, first time ever, surprisingly, um, Eddie Edwards defeated El Generico, Um, and that was around a 20-minute match. I, I bet that was fantastic. I'm so surprised it never happened before then. And uh, in the main event, Jay Lethal won the twenty-man um, over-the-top rope honor rumble, not royal. Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, Mabel or Dan Severn in this one, I'm afraid. But um, this guarantees Jay Lethal a um, ROH World Title shot in uh, 2012. Um, I know we've, we've talked in the past about we think Jay Lethal should be moved up to the sort of main event scene. Um, what do you think about you know this win here and getting the title shot? I think it I makes
2: think... sense because. Sorry, go
0: No, oh, you go ahead. You go ahead.
2: I think it makes sense because, you know, we've said that we think he's going to be moving up the card. And I think that this sort of, not guarantees, but strongly suggests that he's going to be losing the TV title at the final battle. Yeah. Um, Which would sort of push him up to the main event scene. And I think it's a, a good idea because when you look at the other, I suppose you look at the final four, you had Lee, Thorpe, Strong, Algin, and Generico. And, you know, Algin's already got a shot. Strongly sort of I don't think he really needs a title shot. I think he's his character's good enough to get you know, sort of get himself a shot without having to actually yeah. have, you know, that sort of shot. And Generico's you know, had a title shot recently, didn't he? And he's sort of Oh yeah. I don't think he's got enough momentum really to sort of uh be challenging with the title and people to believe he's going to win so
1: mm.
2: I think Lethal was probably the uh, the correct choice really.
1: Yeah I can see there being some sort of screw job sort of dodgy finish at final battle where Lethal will be cheated out of the TV title and Bennett will go on to be champ and feud with maybe Generico or TJP or another face but and then Jay Lethal can just move up to the main event scene perhaps he could feud with Roderick Strong I think that would be a good sort of high level sort of not for the title but just a good feud to uh, put him in the main event scene a bit more
2: yeah, that, that could sort of really, yeah. uh, you know, really concrete who would be the number one contender as well, because that, I mean, both of them have sort of got claims to the title, and if you know, if them them to had a nice, I don't know, six month feud or whatever, you know, the the winner of that feud could
1: really, say, you know, really say that they're they would been number one contender. Mm. Uh, that wraps up the uh, results of Southern Defiance. Um, there's also Northern Aggression, not Northern, uh, Northern <laughs> Aggression, sorry, which took place on uh, December 4th. The night afterwards, uh, Mike Bennett defeated T.J. Perkins with a roll-up using the ropes. Uh, All Night Express defeated the Bravados. Um, didn't I, I know it was just a storyline? But didn't the um, RH management say um, the Bravados need to pick up wins or they're fired? Was that correct? Yeah, they said they needed to start picking up wins. So,
2: I mean, I, I don't really see much in the future for them, to be honest. I mean, Unfortunately, I shouldn't, you know, the tag team ranks are really sort of filled at the moment, aren't they? And uh, mm. I mean, they really had to do this gauntlet match because they've got five teams that really they've got nothing for at the moment. I was sort of expecting. I'm young a Gox bit to... disappointed
1: with the gauntlet match. Do you want to discuss that now or in a little? Yeah, bit? Suppose, Um. Because it is coming up in the news when we talk about Final Battle. but Yeah, we can talk about it there. Okay. Go on,
2: sorry. No, I was going to say, I was, I was kind of expecting a Young Bucks and All Not Express match, but I think they've just got so many people that they want to sort of fit on the card that they haven't really got anything for at the moment, that they've mm. had to go to the Gauntlet match.
1: Yeah. Um, Jay Lethal defeated Adam Cole in a, another Proving Ground match. Um, I think there definitely is too many Proving Ground matches. I think we talked about that last week.
2: Yeah, especially Lethal. Lethal seems to be every single match seems to be a proving ground match. I mean, yeah. has has Dave even had a proving ground match yet? I'm not sure he has. I believe he
0: had one with Elgin on the TV show. Oh, did he? he?
1: Did he? Was that a proving ground?
0: I could be wrong, though.
1: No. Maybe. Uh, no, uh, let maybe... us know, listeners.
0: We, we're not sure.
1: <laughs> we haven't got a clue. We don't know anything about like Ring of Honor. We've run a Ring of Honor website, but we don't even know something like that.
0: <laughs> but but I do like the content of. Concept of proving ground, but only for the TV title and only for uh, house shows, mm. because to me, it, it's a title that should be defended on, on only on TV or i pay per view, and they can use the house shows to build up um, contenders, challengers, mm. and uh, you know just have good matches on the house shows that will lead to something more in the future because that's one of the complaints about you know other companies house shows is that they have no bearing on the actual product. It's just you know one night they go out there have their matches go home. If they're actually able to get something like the proving ground for the TV title going, it could actually lend to some uh, to some to something happening on the TV show that's directly affected by the house show, and yeah. I think that only help the house shows out. But I don't think it really needs to be done for the world title or the tag team title because those should just be defended against you know whoever's decided as the top challenger.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: And in terms of the TV title, this isn't really anything new because I'm sure when um eddie edwards as champion he sort of used to, i don't know if it was just him personally or they it was ring runner's decision but he used to have on like the house shows he used to have um like matches against guys and if they i, I think it was about the same about 20 minutes 15 20 minutes if they lasted you know that long that they'd get a title shot as well so yeah
0: the, the, uh, eddie edwards hunt for the title or something that yeah
2: i think yeah that's what they called it so it's you know it's nothing new really in that
1: in that respect um, the next match was uh, Andy Rockleg Ridge defeated Sampson. Um, I'm not any ideas who that is. <laughs> no. No, no well. comment. Okay. Uh, Ed, and then in the main event, it was Eddie Edwards, El Generico, and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Picking up the win against Roderick Strong, Michael Elgin, and the Briscoes in the um, eight-man all-star elimination tag team match, which went—yes, <laughs> it is—went uh, for about eighty minutes, I believe. Uh, with the two, uh, well, not a uh, two-hour time limit draw as I predicted. No, but, um... <laughs> I think there'd have been a, a riot inside
2: the inside the arena and outside. Yeah, if there's and, a two and hours,
0: worldwide, if I think Ring of Honor would
1: have lost half their it the
0: the Just starts rising. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah i mean that sounds like a fantastic i'm not sure i mean what were the sort of fan feedback there were people there did it drag on at all 80 minutes no There's the, the report
2: that we that i was getting in that the people there were saying how well they sort of kept the, the crowd engaged for it mm. apparently some of the crowd let were leaving towards the end but i suppose they probably had to catch i don't know like transport to get home or something like that yeah but oh. the ones that stay they were saying that, you know they're really hot for it, even towards the end because mm. i mean uh 18 minutes is the longest match ever in Ring of Honor history, so... Is it? It's, well, uh, yeah, it's quite quite a long one, and uh, they announced what that they're going to... The...
1: Sorry, gonna... I was going to say, what was the previous like length to the record? Um, I think I was... saw it posted on the forum, but I can't remember off the top was of my
2: head. was Brian Danielson against Austin Brian Aries, I think. It was about 72 minutes, I believe. All oh, right, Something like that. Um, was, was it 72? I think it was, because it was a... Was it a two out of three falls match?
0: Yeah, it was two or three falls, and like each fall had a time limit. I can't remember the time limit for each fall. Right,
2: yeah. Yeah, that was it then. It so, yeah, was a long won. match. It was just a yeah. really long <laughs> match. It was quite long. <laughs> <laughs> that could just be a DVD on its own, couldn't
1: it? Yeah, it really could, yeah.
2: And they yeah, also that... announced that they were
1: they're going to show highlights of that match on the TV show as well. Oh, and that that's another thing. They announced this, uh, was it Road Rage, the new concept, where yeah, I, I believe a... they're filming Proving Ground matches at the house shows and airing them on television, uh, part yeah. of the TV show. Um, I think that's a good idea, to be honest, because um, it allows them to have more matches, because, you know, they've got limited taping dates, so it's just more matches to add to the TV show, which is always a good thing. I think yeah, that, and
0: it shows like, the atmosphere of the house shows, you know, if just watching on TV, you might not get the full experience, like what it's like to go live. And by seeing what it's actually like at a house show or a live event like that, mm, you true. might get more people to go out to go actually see them. Yeah.
2: I think the the thing was as well, if you look, they haven't ha- had actually, uh, they haven't had tapings this month. I mean, it, in August, they had tapings, October tapings and November. Because, I mean, I think they're taping four weeks at a time. So yeah. I mean, yeah, really,
1: there's going no... to come a gap soon where they've just yeah, got there's going to be a show. So I, don't I know think what probably do.
2: from next week. I suppose that's why they they filmed the the uh, the matches on the road to sort of fill the gaps. And yeah. I suppose that's why we last week we only had the you know the main event and a squash match really. I mean, I think the, the segments worked well anyway. But I think they're going to be thinning out on the matches because to just try and sort of uh, make them last. Because the next series taping's I believe are early January in, in Baltimore. So... Wow. Okay. They've got they've got about a few weeks to fill, uh, they? Weeks really to sort of, yeah to fill. So I think they're going to be using quite a lot of that northern aggression stuff probably before before the next TV taping.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next bit of news is just this uh, latest matches announced for Final Battle, which you can always see at uh, our micro site, um, rohworld.com/slash Final Battle has uh, all, the full card on there, all the details on how to order as well. Um, the first match announced this week is the three-way tv title match which i talked about earlier um, also also there's a uh, five-man five team rather elimination gauntlet i believe uh, between the young Bucks, All not express bravados future shock and coleman and alexander um as i said sort of about 10 minutes ago i'm a bit disappointed with this um because to me personally it just feels like it's just been randomly thrown together Um just oh, here, we've got all this tag team division, they're not doing anything, quick th- throw them in a match. I mean, I'd much rather have just seen Young Bucks versus All Night Express, which it felt like they were going to Um, after the sort of, was it didn't want the um, Bucks interfere in the All Night Express match and start beating them down during the entrance over the weekend. So I thought they were just going to lead to those two teams, but I don't know, just having these five teams just sounds like to a bit of a mess maybe, too much going on.
0: Well, it's a gauntlet match, so it's only gonna be two teams in the ring at a time. If, That's if, true. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, it could be organized. It should it does seem like random? It does seem like a bit disappointing. I would, you know, like to see a match that has more build up, such as you know, like you said, the All Night Express and Young Bucks. But this match should still be a lot of fun. There's, you know, it's five really good tag teams. Five, you know, five teams of guys who are really fun to watch, and it should lead to a one of the more entertaining matches on the card. Yeah, it's in my opinion. I think it will be. Stephen.
2: Yeah, I sort of echo what what John said. I think it'll be, it'll be good. Uh, as I said, I was expecting the Bucks against A uh, N X, but I suppose as you know, as I said, they've got three teams that aren't really doing anything. So I'm going to try and fit them on the cards somehow, have not they? And mm. this sort of makes sense. So, yeah, I, I suppose they didn't
1: really have any other choice. And the, I don't know if I mentioned, I think I might have forgot, but the winner will get a uh, future tag team title shot as well. So, it'll be interesting to see who gets the win, because uh, who knows who the tag champs will even be when they um, get their title shot. Uh, and the third match announced this week is the Kevin Steen versus Steve Carino match, which we um, also covered earlier in the show. Um, that wraps up the... Uh, not much news this week, unfortunately, but that wraps up um, everything from the past week. Um, you can always find this find this every week at rohworld.com. Um, and I believe Stephen now has some uh, topics and questions that you sent in on Twitter and Facebook and the forum. I do. <laughs> Just found
2: them there. Did you last them one, or something? Yeah, <laughs> I did lose them. Uh, the first one's from Facebook. It's from Matt. Clean. He says... Why hasn't anyone brought up the fact that Colt Cabana called could be Strong's opponent of Final Battle? It I, I could think, be. I think, yeah, yeah, actually, I think on the forum, people a couple of people have sort of mentioned it. But I mm-hmm. suppose, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely an
0: option, isn't it, I guess? Um, yeah, I never even thought of that, to be honest. I
2: mean, you look at the roster, I mean, there isn't really anybody from it the roster. It has to be an outsider, it just has you to think to be. so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, you look at the roster and there isn't really anybody else that would sort of fit into it,
0: so... The hmm. only person on the roster I could see challenging would be Tommaso Ciampa, you know, to try to get, you know, his name out there even more and try to impress people by defeating... Yeah,
2: him. I'm not sure that so, would work, though, would it? I'm not, no, yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't think that would work either, but... To it's work person... against... Hmm, to work against a strong, sort of cocky character that, that needs you know, a pretty, you know, big baby face, I think. So,
0: yeah. But I would love I mean, to see Strong actually lose this Invitational in, like, a minute and a half, just to make him look... Because I love it when, you know, cocky heels just get made to look so stupid. I think they're like the I, only one that's going to want
1: a uh, one-minute one, one match on pay-per-view. I think that's just you there, John.
0: <laughs> if, if it's entertaining, I'm going to love it. Like, and I this, There's nothing better to me than seeing, you know... Heels get made look stupid. And I think that'd just be perfect. You know, him trying to one up everybody in the pay per view and then just look ridiculous in the process would be would be glorious. <laughs> um, right, next one is from Chris. But, but this just third, I'm opposed to a very good match either. That's yeah, good. I
1: mean it could be in Cabana, um, but I don't know. I'm not sure if someone said he's got something already planned on that day on his podcast or something. I'm not too sure. There was some yeah, dis- I'm sure somebody said that Kibana. he's got, a, he's got a, uh, an appearance on that day. So yeah,
2: maybe, I don't know. Um, this one's from Chris, who's at CG Stung on Twitter. He says, uh, who do you think are the top candidates to be Roddy's invitation opponent? Quite a few questions about this one this week. Um, Them being in New York City, do you
0: see ROH bringing in someone from outside as a surprise? Well, it could also be Homicide. I mean, he's been appearing on the New York pay-per-views and even though oh, he's not, oh dear, you know, dear. legally able to show up on the uh, TV show because his contract with the uh, UWF, uh, he does have history with Roderick Strong from earlier this year, and I, you know, I could see Homicide answering the challenge as well. I
1: really hope ROH to listen to you, John, with Homicide and one minute matches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm yeah, sorry, right.
1: but his match with Roderick Strong for the title was it? To be honest, if if Homicide was going to have a match, I'd prefer a one minute match. If I'm honest. That's true. Yeah, I mean his match with Roderick Strong for the title. Ninth
2: anniversary show wasn't it? Yeah, it was
1: very yeah, disappointing. It, it was just like uh, halfway through the card. It yeah, was... they
2: put it halfway through the card it because it
1: wasn't you know what a world title match should be, and I don't really think I want to see that again.
2: Well, it's like a Chicago burrito street fight or something stupid like that as well? <laughs> I hope that's...
0: burrito street fight. <laughs> I <laughs> hope that. All this Mexican out there just hitting each other with like, like queso cheese. Oh. It was
2: something really stupid. It had like a really stupid name. I know it was a street fight of some description. Yeah, yeah, some kind of special. I think, but
0: uh, it, I mean, I'd, I'd expect to see somebody from Japan get flown in for this for the uh, Invitational, just to make like you know some kind of huge epic match between Roderick Strong and some other guy that could possibly you know steal their show and make Roderick Strong look good in the process. That's what I'm mm-hmm. expecting to happen.
2: Especially seeing as he's been saying that like, he's expecting, any anyone from around the world. He wants to, you know, face the best as well.
1: Yeah.
2: So if someone from, you know, even someone like Delirious, if Delirious was to sort of step up, I think it'd be, you know, although I'd like really like to see Delirious back, I think it'd be a bit of a uh, disappointment if someone like that was to take it because the way he's, you know, he's saying, he keeps sort of saying that he's, you know, he's not had any decent offers, so he's really building it up, isn't he? So I really hope they. You know, really but I just in.
1: thought, could it just be like a joke by Roderick Strong? He says, "Oh, I found the toughest opponent I could out of all the and entries." It's Ruthie Redwood. And it's Redwood, and he just beats him like thirty seconds, and he's just sort of laughing about it. Uh, could that happen? Maybe because Kevin Kelly said a couple of times, like, does Roderick even want an opponent? Because he's just sort of rejecting all the entries. I mean, not that that would be a good thing to see, like John's one-minute match idea, but I think if if that happened, it happens, fit with if... his character. Yeah, and if someone then, homicide, someone would have to of. then run down and beat on him afterwards or something, but
0: yeah, I could see that happening a whole lot like uh, when Austin Harry Austin Aries would pick the names out of the hat to challenge him, and there's always people like Grizzly Redwood or uh, yeah uh, yeah what's the name uh Sugarfoot Alex Payne people like that I I could see something like that happening yeah.
1: I think it'll either be someone like a joke that Roderick picks from within Ring of Honor like Redwood or right leg like Ridge maybe or something. Um, otherwise it's gonna be some outsider from Japan, most likely. Cause I, I don't think there's anyone on the roster like as a legitimate sort of contender that'd be like sort of worth the hype, so to speak.
2: On to the next one. Um, this is from C Vians on our forum. He says, uh, Oh, I think we discussed this a bit last week, but John wasn't here. He says maybe you guys could discuss who you'd add to the Ring of Honor roster if you were in charge. This is sort of a question that we get asked a lot, isn't it? It seems to <laughs> pop up every week. But uh, I suppose we should ask John first, in as he didn't really get a chance to answer that. Who, if if you were a fancy booker, if someone you know said here you can take over Ring of Honor for the next few months, who who would be the first sort of three names that you'd bring in or try and bring in at least?
0: The first. Um... I like uh, Johnny Gargano a lot. He's really looked good pretty much everywhere he's wrestled this year, and he's really, you know, he he's a top star on the independent scene, and I think he'd be a great addition to the roster. Um, Zach Sabre Jr. is a really good wrestler. I'd love to see him in Ring of Honor. And a third? Uh, uh, I'm trying to pick people who haven't really appeared frequently or at all in Ring of Honor. I'm trying to go through the names, like, you know, Eliminate names of people who have, you know, yeah, regular appearances in the past. Um A third. I don't know.
1: It's hard to think off the top of your head, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to pick up people that haven't appeared. And everything I'm, everybody I'm thinking about, I'd love to see, a, you know, ha- has had runs in the past.
1: There's a few guys i like to see. Um, Loki for one, I think I've said that a few times in the past um, yeah. Peter Williams and Sanjay Dutt as well, I think another couple of guys I'd like to see come into Ring of Honor Yeah, both well, of like them
2: guys Pete. have sort of had had runs in the past, I know Peter Williams had quite a long run last year but, and I, was, I saw of actually matched on DVD and he just he seemed a bit flat, I'm not sure if it was just because he'd come out of TNA and he was probably burnt out a bit And but he, he, yeah his he's run wasn't that great last year so I can see probably why they haven't decided mm. to bring him back but He'd be definitely it'd uh, definitely be interesting to put him in. Uh, I think Sanjay Dutt is in he's doing something with TN at the moment, isn't he? The whole India thing, I think.
1: Oh okay. I think he's included in that so with Lagana. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um yeah, I think Loki's sort of the a, a name that if you ask any ringer on a fan, like who would you want to bring back, he'd definitely be on the list. But mm.
1: I'm not sure what what's up with him at the moment. Um no, I did ask on the forum and no one really seemed to have sort of a definitive answer. of You know, where is he? What, what's yeah, going on? So, really
2: sort sure. of thing. Like, he'd definitely be interesting to to bring back. I think he'd be decent to sort of maybe have a feud with uh, Champa as well because I think they've gone through the whole Hummer side thing and obviously Hummer side and uh, Loki being the uh, Ruttweiler tag team. So I think that maybe Loki coming back to sort of, well, I, th- I think him against Champa would really elevate Champa as well because I think the thing with the Embassy is, I think the you know the Embassy has already had, always had problems because they've never really had a decent sort of opponent to go up against. So I think mm. a sort of that sort of heel faction, they need they need a decent feud to sort of
1: I think ele- be, elevate them. Low key be better in sort of the main event. Like, can you imagine Loki versus Davy Richards versus Roderick Strong? Like these are huge sort of main event matches that I think he'd be better suited to. Than oh, definitely. I Ciampa, think but... yeah.
2: I think definitely he could he could be definitely thrown in for title matches, but I think the embassy really need a big name to sort of get Champa over because I know we were discussing earlier that Champa doesn't he doesn't get much of a reaction from the crowd. No, he didn't, did he? No. I don't think that's any anything to do with him or his character because I think he's you know he's done really well so far. It's just unlike Bennett, who's been featured a lot and sort of you know been given the chance sort of get over a lot. Champa, you know, he's he's basically just. He's facing you know jobbers more or less every time, isn't he? And I think in, he just needs
1: to get some wins against some you know legitimate members of the roster, and not just these sort of local OVW sort of jobbers. jobbers. Yeah,
2: he seems to be in a, you know matches matches against jobbers. No offense to any jobbers who are listening out there. Um, <laughs> or he seems to be in like, um, four corner survival matches on live events, and I mean it's. You know, it's difficult because obviously they, they want to build up the undefeated streak, but also they're not really giving him a good enough platform to to get over. So I think that's the problem they've got with with Ciampa. I think we went off on a bit of a tangent there, but yeah, um, um,
1: back to the question: Is there any oh, guys, yeah, guys like to, Yeah, because um, I mean, John have said some names. Is there any you'd like to add to that list as well? I mean, it's just oh. picking
2: people that haven't really had a run before.
1: Doesn't, really have like to to be. doesn't have to
2: be yeah bad. but i think i'd really like to see pack i mean just, yeah. i really like his work i haven't seen a lot of him but the bits i have seen he's always done really well and i think he'd really fit in with the ring runner style as well i mean i think i'd love to see him against david Richards. i think that'd be a really really good match so i'll probably say him um apart from him i mean i uh, I think I'd shy away from sort of guys who have come out of TNA and WWE. I think I'd I'd go more towards like independent, you know, guys on the independent scene or sort of
0: elsewhere on the independence. But um Well, I think the one thing Ring of Honor is really missing outside of El Generico is a really, really good high flyer is to put on those exciting high flying matches. I mean they have people like the Young Bucks and they have like people like Adam Cole who can do it, but Adam Cole doesn't do it often enough for me to consider him a high flyer. So I think you know, and somebody like Pac or somebody like uh, a ricochet would you know really help the roster out and you know provide for you know the fun, high flying matches that you know are just really you know fun to watch. I Think we're in
2: agreement there then? <laughs> um this one's from at um uh, at real underscore last call. I think that might be Scott Hall, but um oh, could not be. Uh he says how about a little talk about the sense of marathon matches, like the one at Northern Aggression? Greetings from Germany. I'm not 100% sure what he sort of means by the sense. Talk about the sense of marathon matches. I suppose he just means that's, really that's long a, matches. Is yeah. that basically what
1: he's saying? I mean,
0: yeah, I guess like really, like really long matches can be good when they're used right, but or they there seems to be perception that if a match is really good, if you hear like, oh, it's like a 60 minute long match you're going to think, oh, that's a really good match, but that's not always, you know, the case. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, when done right, they're really, they can be really good, add a lot of drama to mm-hmm. the match itself. But they need to be used sparingly. Like, yeah, through. I
1: don't want it to be a common thing like, oh, it's gonna, it, this is now the longest match ever, and then a few months later, like, <laughs> oh, this is the longest match ever. And, like, just, I don't really want to see that be an, an occurring theme, like, oh, this match is really long, like no just focus on the match being good it doesn't matter how long it is as long, yeah, as, it's not, as, long as it's not one minute john
2: i think, but, I think the thing is matches can yeah. always suffer from being too long but i don't think they can ever suffer from being too short i mean oh, they, i think if they they're too can short, you, End yeah it. I, I suppose
0: they, too short, it, too short. Like, that was really good i'd like to see it go longer but yeah you'd like to see it goes, it's,
2: it's just disappointing that it hasn't that's true oh my god yeah like, it draws it. away from the match which makes it worse rather than I mean, being short doesn't make it worse. It just doesn't make it as good as it could have been, it's which
1: a bit disappointing. But I suppose yeah, which isn't as bad as
2: on. yeah. I mean, if yeah, if matches do drag on, people just get burnt out, and if it's been good up up until you know that point, then it sort of takes away from the you know the good stuff in the match. So, but for, from the sound of it, the you know the 80 minute match sort of uh, you know served its purpose because they were really building it up, weren't they? And so, if you've got four on four. It's easier to do that sort of match because you just got so much going on, uh, you know, yeah. for people to sort of uh, keep interested in. Mm. Um, let's hope the main event, the final battle, doesn't go ninety minutes or something. Oh, no, I hope not. <laughs> this is from at Skip Nicholas. He says, "What's up with Chris Hero?"
1: Um... No one knows the answer, I'm afraid. Um, unfortunately, we don't know Chris, so we can't go and ask him. But um... I mean, he looked like he was going to WWE with um, Claudio, but that sort of Claudio has been in FCW for ages now. What it feels like, so I'm not sure if it's some sort of health issue that's sort of delaying it, like um, what happened to Brian Danielson on um, not out of, um, not our wrestling Wrestling Road Diaries. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, do you guys have any sort of insider news that I don't know about? Well, people were saying that he was doing. He was doing indie dates in the
2: Florida area, which is obviously where FCW is. So I'm not sure if he's still waiting for clearance, but yeah. Someone on my my Twitter was mentioning about I don't know if he got it from a dirt sheet or somewhere, but he was saying that I hope not. There was, <laughs> there was sort of news that he wasn't he wasn't being signed. He was just like oh I was right about Hero all along that he's not gonna get signed. So I don't know if there are rumors on the Dutch sheets to going around that he's like, failed a failed a medical or cuz that's the only reason I can really think of him not being not being signed because in my opinion he's just as good if not better than than Claudio to be honest so mm. um yeah I mean it's disappointing for him but if you know if he hasn't been you know if he hasn't been signed then I think Ring of Honor should be on the phone to him pretty quickly to say, you know, she's coming back.
1: Yeah, it'd be fantastic if he or maybe like Low key accepted the challenge of Roderick Strong. I think those two would be like my sort of ideal guys for that challenge.
2: Yeah, Hero coming back would be be something special. I mean, even though he's sort of a Ring of Honor guy and people maybe you know, say like bring someone out from really outside the company, but I think nobody would be disappointed with Chris Hero coming back.
0: Mm.
1: Definitely not.
2: This one from I am Gabby Gilbert, who says you should mention the Extreme Odd Couples podcast with Steve Carino. Uh, if you haven't heard it, get get it on www.xocpodcast.com. Have either of you listened to Extreme Odd Couples
1: podcast? I haven't, but I've heard good things about it on the forum, so um, I definitely recommend you check it out. Even though I haven't heard it myself, other people on the forum have said it's good, so I'll take their word for it. I'll trust them on it.
2: No, I mean, Steve Carino in yeah he's rob dimension i think they're sort of running feud on twitter is always quite quite I've funny see, i've seen it?
1: some of the tweets yeah yeah
2: if you follow karina then you sort of you don't have to follow dimension because he just sort of retweets all of the stuff he all the funny stuff he tweets so yeah i think it's basically just that on on a, a podcast about wrestling so i haven't actually i've been meaning to check out it for quite a few weeks now actually so i'll have to um just download a couple of them, and listen to them. So, uh, but yeah, as you say, that they've been getting quite a lot of uh, praise. So, um, yeah, go over to xocpodcast.com XOCpod, uh, and uh, check that out. And if you if you like it, let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll, go out and check we'll,
1: it out. Yeah, we'll listen to it if you if you guys yeah. like it.
2: <laughs> um, right, where are we? This one from at Lariato on the forum. He says, "What are your
1: thoughts on bringing back X?"
2: ROH wrestlers low-key, which we've discussed, and and Paul London. That's a part of the name from I'm, the past, isn't it?
1: I'm not a huge fan of Paul London, but I've not seen any of his Ring of Honor stuff, so that might be why, but he's not someone I'd like. You know when we were talking about who'd want to see yeah. Ring back? He's never anyone that jumps in my mind like, oh, we've got to get Paul London back. I mean, I know uh, someone on Twitter got blocked for suggesting it to Lagana before. That was quite funny. I know.
2: I'm not sure if this question has been sent in by a typical ROH fan. <laughs> but uh, he seems to be quite... Um, a fan of Paul London. Quite, yeah, quite a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen one of his matches since he left WWE, and I can't even remember any of his sort of matches there, so, I mean, I couldn't say if, if he'd be good, I mean, if he'd be good enough to bring back. Um, yeah. As you say, he's not a sort of, it's not a sort of name that you'd really be like, wow, let's bring back Paul London, but I'm sure if he came back, he'd do a good job, so... Mm.
0: Yeah, I've seen a bunch of his stuff since he left WWE, but he... Apparently he had a really good run in some independent companies. Uh, he had this weird gimmick. I can't remember what it was like a kind of space time traveler gimmick he was using. Which, oh dear. Yeah, I'm not. It might work in some other places, but I'm not sure if that would work in a uh, company like Ring of Honor. But he he was a good wrestler. I enjoyed watching him. He wouldn't be like the number one guy. I'd say you got to bring back, but he he wouldn't be a bad addition at all. He he would really. I think he'd. Help out the mid card to start out with, maybe get a few main event matches,
1: mm. and
0: just put on put on you know good quality matches every time we went out there. But I'm not, you know, but that's just going off you know his work in the past. I'm not sure what he's capable of doing now though. Uh, and
2: the last one I believe is from at Big Double Day on Twitter. He says uh, uh,
1: before did you- didn't you get another one? From uh, Dougie, fresh on the forum.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't write that down. Um,
1: oh, so you should be doing this.
2: What am I doing? I'm this? much
1: more organised.
2: <laughs> he says, "What are your thoughts on David Richards? Davey Richards' ROH World Title Run and Wrestling Greatest Tag Teams ROH World Tag
0: Team Title Run." Uh, which one?
1: Which one do first? Do
0: Davey
2: Richards
1: <laughs> first. What are your
2: thoughts on Davey Richards' title run so far?
0: I honestly didn't want Eddie to lose the title at Best in the World. Uh, I Always preferred Eddie over Davy, but that being said, I thought Davy's title run would be going a, a lot better than it actually is.
1: Yeah, I... But
0: I also thought there would be more shows for him to defend on than there actually have been, because I guess with the way the TV tapings made them organize, you know, when shows are going to be run, it kind of, you know, m- messed up kind of the flow they had going beforehand, and it's just been underwhelming. But I just wish Eddie would have never lost the title to begin with.
2: Yeah, I think I'm exactly the same. I've always preferred Eddie to David I don't know why. He's just I think I just prefer his style. And uh, uh, Yeah, I was, I was quite disappointed when he lost the title, actually. But I think it was a sort of Davey's time to sort of win the title. I think uh, if he hadn't have won it, I think it would have been difficult for him to win in the future. because it, it,
1: it was a great moment. It was a very like emotional. Yeah, yeah, so it was, yeah, it
2: was a great moment. But I think, as as John said, he's, his title run has been quite underwhelming so far. I think... He hasn't defended it enough. I think everyone's been quite, you know, critical of the amount of shows he's missed. And I suppose you can't really, you know, you can't really get away from that because I know a lot of the ring runner roster sort of, uh, you know, travel all over the world to compete, but mm. he seems to be the okay. one
0: that could can... on. Yeah, but uh, the, to be fair on that, the Roderick Strong missed, you know, shows being in Japan as well. He missed his first two shows after winning the belt uh, last year, which, it's going to happen, but it's, it's a fair criticism, I guess. But Davey's not the first champion to miss shows mm-hmm. because of commitments in Japan.
2: Oh no, I completely, you know, I completely agree with that. But I suppose then you'd probably just say, why don't they just leave the belt on Eddie for a, a while? Because I, I think he's, you know, his hot run was was going well. He wasn't having bad matches. It, it was cut short, in my
1: opinion. It's like if yeah, you look, I'm just looking at the, sort of the list of the. R.H. champions and you compare the length of his reign to everyone else's and you know it's a bit like really short reign compared to a lot of the other guys and david really hasn't managed to uh, defend it very much has he to be honest i mean
2: has he how many times has he defended it once i think uh... it's only f-
1: four times according to wikipedia that's not in ring of honor though is it he's i mean they count they count counting sort
2: of overseas defended uh defenses as well I suppose because that he hasn't defended it very often. Oh,
1: uh, it'd be two then, because it was once against Generico, Glorburna, and uh, Oh yeah, uh, and then Roger, the Roger strong strong
2: TV. TV show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I mean two, especially with one on the TV show as well. I mean, most sort of ring runner House shows are, you know, especially the big ones, um, you know, sort of known for having a good world title match. So to have him, you know, even not being there or not defending the title seems to be. Because he, he's been in quite a few tag team matches, has not he? Yeah, we well, were
1: critical of that at first. They, they're not doing that as much now, but um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing.
0: Hmm, what, so, so what would the point of him putting on these title matches be? Like leading into the final battle match, we know he would win anyways. Which, you know, so I guess the, uh, I think the uh, tag team matches would have more worth at that point because it could lead to some dissension between him and Edwards or you know, build up some kind of challenger towards the title if he gets pinned, which I just don't see what, you know, knowing that this match is going to have a final battle, I just don't know what, you know, the point of having a title match would be other than for the sake of, hey, let's get David Richards another, you know, name under his belt that he defended against. It just wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have made...
1: That's a good point.
2: Yeah, wouldn't... I do agree, but I think, I suppose, with him being the champion, he should be the main draw of the shows, and... I suppose when you're advertising a show to have a world title match, even though, you know, even most people know he's not going to drop the title, just to have, you know, David Richards defending against, I don't know, Michael Alvin or whatever. I think if you've got a title match, especially with someone David Richards who's supposed to be basically the top guy in the company, I think that's always good to have a title match to sort of advertise from because I think, I mean, really, he should be the main draw of your your shows if he's world champion, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I think that if they're a good sort of, Reasons for you know for him not to be defending the belt as much, and the good reasons for him to be defending it more. So I suppose it what it's, it all depends what sort of uh, you know what opinion you've got on it. So yeah, mm. uh, and wrestling's greatest tag team. I know they're getting a uh, quite a bit of negative opinion, aren't they, on, on the forum and elsewhere on the internet? I think it's been quite recent as well because. I think the TV show's probably been the worst thing to happen to
1: them. In my it's, it's brought it to the spotlight, brought it to like the forefront, and made it yeah. notice more. Like the promos, were... some of them were just dreadful on the TV show. Yeah,
2: especially before that. The, they the, were the, the just match
1: doing... against Cedric and Alexander was was pretty poor for main event standards, and I think you know they just had so much hype before they showed up. And if I remember, some of their earlier matches were were good, like with the Kings. They were they had some great matches there, but it seemed to be as soon as they got the belts that was it, it was just downhill, almost as if they become sort of, I get the feeling they don't really care and they're a bit lazy on the TV show. Just as soon as they won the belts, it just seemed to go downhill.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think when the Kings were, were still here, I think I think they'd sort of got the best out of them and as you say, I think when once the Kings left, they sort of assumed that they were the the top team and mm. I mean, I'd I don't think we can just sort of say you know they're they're being lazy they're not putting everything into it but I'm sure they that,
1: are that was just the impression. Oh yeah, I I was saying, you yeah. say
2: yeah from from sort of what they've produced it would sort of, you know that's what you sort of think isn't it that's what you assume that they're sort of you know not you know not doing as much as they could do and I think Ring of Honor fans are quite demanding aren't they in the fact that they want you know I suppose they could get away with that sort of thing in WWE because you're going to wrestle what 10 minute matches well if you're a tag team you won't wrestle at all because they don't have a tag division but (laughs) you know if you were going to wrestle them sort of matches then you know you're not expected to do that much but you know ring One is completely different in that you know fans demand great matches every single night you're not allowed off off night so Mm. i mean i think that i suppose that the fans sort of scrutinize them a lot more than they'd be expected but um
1: yeah, I mean, a lot that... of people say you know that they've been sort of shoved down our throats a bit, and a lot of, like no one wants them to retain. Like, well, on the forum, I can't speak for the you know every single Ring of Honor fan, but not one person on our forum wants them to keep the belts at Final Battle.
2: No, I, th- I think that's been part of the problem as well. I said about the TV show. I think instead of them just focusing on the good points, they've re- they've really brought out the bad points. I mean, you say their promos have been pretty dreadful so far, and and hmm. they've all been basically the same one.
1: Yeah. yeah, what he <laughs> said. Yeah, what he <laughs> yeah. said
2: exactly. I mean, when it was just like once a month on the the video wires, you don't really it doesn't stick in your mind. Oh, you know they're really bad at promos because you know it's a video wire and it's not that important. But when they're doing it every week on TV, because I mean they must have gone, especially during the the early stint, they must have gone about three or four weeks consecutively where they they just did the same promo. Yeah, and it was just yeah, it was just boring and. Yeah, that you know their matches recently haven't been as good as maybe they could have been. So I think if even if they you know do lose the bouts at final battle, I think if they put on a really good show, I think that's you know regain
1: some sort of respect sort almost. Of, yeah. yeah,
2: and I think the problem with I think if they didn't have the bouts, they wouldn't be scrutinized as much. But I think because the bouts in the Ring of Honor so, mean so much, you know you really have to step up your game when you're champion. So maybe losing the bouts for now would be the best thing for them and to sort of just, uh, you know, step aside for maybe the young books to sort of come through and maybe just have maybe have them do a program with All Night Express because All Night Express have been, you know, moaning that they've been overlooking them. So, you know, maybe that could spur them on to sort of get back towards the titles again if they were sort of, you know, if they were taken off them. I don't know. Maybe uh, mm. maybe that would work. Maybe, sure. like, you know,
0: they just need a heel turn or something. Like, show some kind of, like, different side of them other than like, oh, we hate the Briscoes because they hit us with chairs. But like they, <laughs> had to yeah. like anything else going for them other than like just being so one-dimensional. I think that's really what the problem is. Like, they're just so focused on only one thing and one thing only. It's really affecting everything else they're doing Is it's really hurting everything else they're doing. So if, they just need, they just need to, I, I don't know, they just need to stop being, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. there's just, Something wrong with it, and it's just irritating. On that note, I think that's the end
2: of the. Uh, that's the end of the user topic. So, uh, quite a few sent in this week. Right? That's. uh
1: Yeah, thank you for all those yeah. the forum Did we not get a?
0: Did we not get a? We never finished a. Oh, sorry. Yes, we got another one. Wow, this, this podcast I've is never going to end. <laughs>
1: this is going to have a two-hour time limit. Draw at this point. <laughs> This is going to be the longest ever podcast in our yes, podcast history. Yes, it is. Do we get like a check? I think I saw a photo of them getting a check or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, for we split $10,000?
2: <laughs> yeah, the last one's from at Big D- at big Double D. He's, he says, when is the deadline for the Nigel McGuinness competition? Do we have to include our address in our s- submission?
1: Uh, no you don't need to include your address because we're not like trying to hold everyone's address to post your spam um, if whoever does win because um, Nigel's going to be reading every single entry and he'll be picking the winner himself so whoever he chooses the winner and um, will then request your address and the deadline is uh, this Saturday uh, December 10th I believe at midnight uh, UK time um, so that'll be about.
2: 7 o'clock? Yeah,
0: about 7 o'clock. Eastern time time in the United States. So between about Pacific.
2: Yeah, between 4 and 7. So don't leave it till Saturday. Do it on Friday or whatever. Yeah,
1: all you've got to do if you don't know about the competition is uh, 150 words or less. Just tell us what wrestling means to you. Um, Nigel's going to read, as I said, every single result. And the winner will get a signed uh, Nigel McGuinness Retirement Tour t-shirt. Now, um, these are available on his website in a very limited run. But the only chance to get them signed is to actually go to a show in person. So if you're unable to do that, this is like one of the only way on the internet, as far as I know, to get one of these t-shirts signed by the uh, yeah. legend himself. And for free. For free, exactly, yeah. And um, the winners sort of sort of catchphrase, well, not catchphrase, but their entry is going to be used as part of his tour for promotion because the tour is all about, you know, what wrestling means to you. So not only do you get the t-shirt, you also get the chance of you know, being part of Nodges' promotion for his tour.
2: Hmm.
1: And there are no, you know, lo- location
2: sort of. You don't have to be in the UK or the the US. You can be anywhere. Nigel Nigel's sort of. Nigel's going to post it himself. He's he's going to be in the UK, I believe, until until the twelfth. So I think if it's if a UK winner um, wins it, he's going to post it before then. And if not, he's going to wait until he gets back across the US. Yeah. Whoever
1: wins, you so, should hopefully get it before Christmas. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. Hopefully, but um. So yeah. There's. I mean. There's no. There's no reason really not to enter. I mean, uh, even Wait, if I not... wish I could enter personally. <laughs> even if it's not your size T-shirt, I mean, it'd be a great thing to maybe get like I don't know um, framed, framed or something. Or something yeah, mm. or just I suppose it'd be better if you didn't wear it because I suppose if you wear it, you'd have to wash it and then the uh, the signature would uh, yeah
1: okay, sort of okay.
2: fade. So I think great, it'd be better. Great piece with of
1: merchandise to own, definitely. So does that um, wrap up the the show this week?
2: I think it does, yeah. I think yeah, that's finally the more.
1: <laughs> the longest podcast in ROHWorld.com history. Take that 80-minute match. I think we beat <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, thank you once again for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, be sure to send us some feedback. You can uh, email us to contact at And that's also where you need to send your um, competition entries to with the subject header, competition. Um, you can tweet us at ROH Underscore World. We're also on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash ROH World. And finally, we have a forum, rohworld.com slash forum. Uh, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you next week for episode 13. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to talk about the TV show as usual. We're going to do the latest ring of Honor news and talk about some uh, topics we've <laughs> Find two babysitters <laughs> What
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh
2: That's part and of that... the show, what are you saying that for?